Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello Mark. Hi Cas, nice being in studio and exciting times lying ahead for us. Definitely. A couple of things quickly. It is our 75th recording, our 75th program Mm. episode here, Mark. Thank you very much and well done. I think that deserves a fist bump. Fist bump. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, One other 75th as well is Amams and Tote Rugby Club's 75th anniversary. It was actually in 2021, but due to COVID, we couldn't celebrate it. So we now back at rugby and um, we're going to celebrate it this year. And then a big one. Um, one of our club's big friends, Mr. Joss Robson, celebrated his 75th birthday yesterday. Joss, we just want to say happy birthday yesterday. And um, may there be many more. I agree. If you look at Joss, I think he's uh, Mr. Club Rugby himself. He's definitely. So Joss, just from my side, obviously, and from Touchline, and I think I speak on behalf of clubs, Throughout of South Africa and probably worldwide as well, we wish you all the happiness and uh, your health and everything to keep you with us for yes. many years to come. I think you've obviously left a legacy already, so may that continue for many years to go. And thank you for what you've done for club rugby. Thank you, Jos. Then uh, another big one, we, uh, we live as from today... And we will be live every Monday um, going forward from 9 to, uh, excuse me, from uh, quarter past 8 until 9 o'clock. Looking forward. I must admit, 9 o'clock sounds good. The longer we talk, the better. But I think our, our followers and our viewers would obviously send us a few messages after that to say they don't mind listening to me, but uh, let's cut it at 9 o'clock for you. So yeah, We'll see, Mark. Our <laughs> listeners or our viewers will still... Get to know you. Um, then another big one for Amams and Toti Rugby Club, um, our beloved Amams and Toti and Amams and Toti Rugby Club. We've got this raffle of a um, rugby ball, this World Cup winning rugby ball. Uh, Mark, this was your initiative. If you initiative, would you like to share? Well, not not really share anything. Um, obviously. The raffle goes out for 75 rand per per ticket to any public member. And then obviously um, when when the draw is done, then they can win this. Um, but what is interesting, it's obviously from a Rugby World Cup yeah. point of view, it's South Africa's World Cups that we've won. Um, 1995, 15-12 versus the All Blacks in South Africa. 2007, when we beat England in France. And then, obviously, the the last one where we also beat England, um, 32-12. So, from a South African point of view, this is a nice memorabilia to have and uh, something that I would be purchasing myself. So, um, let's hope our our viewers would want to try and get their hands on memorabilia like this too. Yes, and then a big one for Mums and Toti Rugby Club also, our 75th anniversary. Um, we've launched the book celebrating a mums and toti 75 years. And this book is available on our website, um, www.amumsandtotirugbyclub.co.za. Um, the book details are on there, and you're more than welcome to go and purchase the book. 
Then, Mark, going on to some rugby, talking about the Curry Cup um, that happened during the week last week. We've got the Salsi Sharks that played against um, DHL Western Province in Durban. Um, the Sharks beating Western Province 35-20. Then we've got Vodacom Bulls playing against the uh, Toyota Cheetahs. Toyota Cheetahs at Loftus beating the Bulls 38-25. And then we've got Griquas and the Pumas in Kimberley. And the Puma, uh, the Griquas beating the Pumas 41-13. Your thoughts on those games? Yeah, so if we can start with the Griquas-Pumas game, um, you know, all the, all the South African franchises have found over the yes. years that it's difficult to go to Griquas to, to yeah. play them on their own turf. And the Pumas, unfortunately, were caught well short of, of whatever they set out to do. And obviously, Jimmy Stonehouse and his charges wouldn't be happy. Then if you have a look at the, the scoreline, I think that's that's where the surprise comes in. I think it was quite a quite a big margin. Scoreline, yes, I would have thought it would margin. be closer than that. You know, if you look at Rikwas and the Pumas, they don't have players playing in United yes. Rugby Championship, so that's their stronger side. But um, having said that, well-deserved for Rikwas. We know they're always a, a powerhouse, yeah. more so at home. When you go to the Bulls, Lions game. Bulls Cheetahs. Oh, sorry, the Bulls Cheetahs game. Yes. Um, you know, it's very difficult to, to gauge in the sense that the Cheetahs are playing with their full strength side. Yes. Against the Bulls side that is probably their second team um, because obviously their first side plays in the United Rugby Championships. Yes. But having said that, the Cheetahs obviously came out with a point to prove uh, to beat Loftus firstly. I mean, sorry, to beat the Bulls at Loftus, at Loftus firstly. Yes is a daunting task. I mean, it's not called Fort Loftus for no reason. You know, they've been mm -hmm. undefeated there for two seasons or three seasons already. Um, and, and you know, that's how it is. And then when you go to the Sharks playing Western Province at the Shark Tank, and I think we must just leave this year and not go to the United Rugby <laughs> Championship after that. Um, but if you look at that, I think it was a sloppy game initially. Um, you know, there was there was quite a quite a number of errors, and the referee had a had a big part to play in that as well. Not not because he was bad, but because of all the infringements and and things like that. So, having a look at that, I think at the end of it, in the in the second half, the Sharks came out to play yes. a little bit, and obviously that's where they took it away from from Western Province. But all in all, from a Curry Cup point of view, I think it's a it's a it's a good place for the youngsters to showcase their stuff. And uh, obviously to put their hands up from, from the four unions that play in the United Rugby Championships to say they are also good enough yes. to, to go and play overseas. They are good enough to go. Um, then looking forward to the games coming up, um, this week there's, there's no Curry Cup games. Um, the next games are on Friday the 18th of February, Griquas versus Western Province in Kimberley. Um, and then on Saturday the 19th we've got... Pumas versus the Cheetahs um, in Nelspreet. And then we've got the Lions and the Sharks in, in Johannesburg. So your thoughts on those? Well, let's go Lions-Sharks. Um, I think it's going to be a, a tough one yet again for the Sharks. I think going to the Eiffelt and playing the Lions over there, and it's a young, exciting Lions side. They like to run the ball yes. around. Obviously, we are quality side as well. I just don't think when I say we, I'm talking about the Sharks. Um, we, we obviously... Our quality side. The sad part about the Sharks is 
the fact that we haven't hit our straps yet. We've got so many Springboks in the side. And maybe, just maybe, that's part of the pressure that is building because everyone expects them to, to perform. Um, and that is something that hasn't happened yet. But then the Lions being a, a young side, a younger side, um, do you think that will play a role in, in their performance against the Sharks? I mean, the Sharks have got quite a, quite a few big names in the, in the Caddy Cup side. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think the Sharks, yet again, um, will go there knowing that the Lions is going to throw the whole kitchen sink at them. The Lions, with basically no new Springboks in the yes. side, you know, Willem Alberts is an old Springbok, he's now injured. Um, but, I mean, they don't really have Springboks that have been yes. part of the setup for the last year or so. Yeah. So, but the youngsters coming through, and I mean, there's some phenomenal youngsters that are playing there, they would want to stake a claim. Um, so, and they, these guys would obviously want to play, play well and, and prove to the powers that be that they themselves are good enough. And then the, the next one, the Cheetahs-Pumas game. Um, Cheetahs proving at, at Loftus that they, they're willing and capable of, of taking on the big guns and, and beating the big teams. Um, do you think the Pumas have any chance in Elspreet against them? Yeah, I think so. I think playing at home, Jimmy Stonehouse is a, is a astute coach. I think yes. he would he would obviously have done his homework quite yeah. a bit, and having said that, the Pumas are a proud proud union, so um, they would definitely want to do better, and they would know that the Cheetahs have been playing well, and they would know that they have to play well on the day to beat them, regardless of where they're playing. And as I, as I said before in one of our other shows, that um, the Cheetahs have all to play for because they feel hard done by They've getting got something to prove. Correct that they're not in the URC, so. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a great, great weekend for, for rugby. And then Griqua is showing what they can do against uh, the Pumas in Kimberley. Do you think Western Province um, will go there with, with a mindset of, of going away with five points? Not really. I think, I think Western Province, uh, Mr. Dobson is, is also an astute coach. They'll know mm-hmm. what, what has and what is happening and, and so forth. I think what is happening currently at Western Province is the team spirit and proper yes. Afrikaans word for that on geest that they have um, that has changed over the last two weeks or so and I think with their, with their wins and, and United Rugby Championships with them beating the Sharks I think the whole union um, has had a mind shift change yes. and I think at the end of the day I think that's actually going to play in their favour but they will definitely not underestimate them and the, and the Pumas would want to do quite well I'm sure they want to. Talking about the United Rugby Championships Let's go there. The game's played. Um, DHL Stormers, 20. Celsius Sharks, 10. And then the Vodacom Bulls, 21. And Emirates Lions, 6. Um, Mark, if we can start with the a, with a Lions-Bulls game, I think the Bulls were just way too strong for the Lions. Uh, look, on, on, on paper, the Bulls are probably, and I say it with respect to all the other uh, Big provinces, if I can put it that way, they are probably the, the the union with the most quality depth players out of out of all the other ones in South Africa. So, um, and I mean, with with Jake White there, with the planning and preparation that he's been doing over the last two years or so, they should be doing well. Although they are also under a little bit of pressure now, um, and you know, whoever plays them. At Loftus or wherever they go, you know that you need to be on par playing the Bulls because they got a yes. proper pack. they got good attacking players. So um, it's never going to be easy. 
Um, but that's why we play this wonderful sport. Everyone is up for a challenge, and you want to you want to set up and yes. and ensure that you go there and and play to the best of your ability. And it's yeah. going to be a cracker of a game, that's for sure. Um, Stormers shocks. Talking about last Plus. week. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, uh. they say you as you as good as your last game, and um, you obviously Sean Everett would. And his charges would would dig into that game to ensure that that whatever happened won't happen again. And, yes. You know that specific game, I think, you know, I, I can't vouch. Obviously, we're not part of of the setup and being there. I don't think they would have underestimated probably. No, at definitely all. not. Um, when they played, yeah, Sharks were well in front, and then obviously yes. the the Stormers came back, and it was a draw in in, in Durban. Um, but if you think about them going there, we were not. Oh, I suppose who looks at it, they all look at it differently. But I don't really think we were ever in the game. No. Um, there were too many handling errors, too many decision-making mistakes. Um, our defensive, our defensive line um, was found lacking every now and again, and they scored a try through that. And that's part of where the problem lies, you know. So I think ultimately it's a it's a lesson learned, and um, I th I think going forward. Um, the Sharks will know that is that we are way off par. Um, I think, I think the the sponsors and and the partners within the Sharks would also start looking at them and saying, "Wait a minute, there's a problem." Because it's not a lack of quality, it's not a lack of experience. It's but, just something wrong. Um, from what I've seen, I've seen the message to to Sean saying that you know it's hard luck and and traveling to Cape Town is is always difficult. It's always a difficult one, but if you look at it. The players that hasn't had game time, real game time in the in the in, in the last couple of games, like the um, Jeremy Wards and and the Fussies. Um, Jeremy battled in that first 20, 30 minutes. He battled to hold on to the ball. He was running perfect lines. He was running beautiful lines. He got himself into gaps, but he just couldn't hang on to the ball. And I think that that kind of thing cost them dearly in 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 the later stages of the game. Yeah, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, so not that you are, but I wouldn't solely put it on a player like a Jeremy Ward. Although, having said that, there were there were quite a number of changes in yes. the back line, and you know, from a centre point of view, the communication is vital in defence. Yes. And there's so many things that could go wrong. Um, he was found wanting at one stage, and that's yes. where they where Province went through. Um, but I think it was a collective. Um, you know, I don't know if Province was hungry or whatever the case might be. Is um, they were definitely switched on more. They were. Um, but having said that, it's not as if they outplayed us in no, any facet. It's just certain things not. that went wrong. And that's that's the wonderful sport that we love. You know, today you're on top of your game, tomorrow yes. you're not. And at this level, if you don't bring everything, then you are going to be found wanting. But once again, the scrummaging on the shark side was, was something to, to applaud them for. I mean, they scrummed very well. I agree. Having said that, though, Brock Harris made a yes. massive difference for, for the Stormers he this did. weekend. You know, the previous week when they played the Sharks, yeah, he came on in the second half and there was a slight yes. change. Um, I, th I speak under correction. He played in his 350th game um, this yeah, weekend. So, yeah, it was the 100th so, for, for, for the Stormers. Yeah, so he's, a, he's an astute scrummager, yes. you know, and, and at prop, that position that he held there is, is a vital position to get yes. first phase ball and set five uh, pieces and so forth. So I think he made a big difference. He did. Um, you know, he definitely did. We had a we had a full front Springbok front row. Yes. So you know it's 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 very difficult. Look, there obviously something happened. 
Um, and that's why we're sitting here and we can, we can talk what we One, think. Sean and them will have to yeah. sort it out. Once know? again, traveling to Cape Town is definitely not easy. That's for sure. Um, games coming up on Saturday the 12th, uh, Bulls versus Sharks in Pretoria. And then the Lions and the Stormers in, in Johannesburg. You've got this giggle about the Bulls Sharks. Explain. Well, the reason why I'm, why I'm smiling, you know, <laughs> I said it in a previous show of ours that um, the Bulls haven't really hit their straps yes. uh, the way we know the Bulls can play. Um, that's what I said about the, the, the Lions last weekend, and obviously they fell short because the Bulls are a quality side. Yes. Um, I did say that if there's a time to beat the Bulls at Loftus, the time is now. No. Yeah. Having said that, they, they are a proud, proud union. And the players there are, are proud. They, they buy into the game plan. Yes. They are family. Um, and to go there to beat them isn't, isn't easy. So, but the, the time is now. And having said that, the Sharks will be hurting. Sean, obviously, um, would be doing his own work and, and coaching staff and, and so forth. And I think it's going to be a humdinger. And just for my wife's sake, um, I hope the Sharks beat the Bulls because <laughs> she's a Bulls supporter. <laughs> <laughs> You're going home today. <laughs> um, then um, the Lions Stormers in Johannesburg. Well, obviously, the, the Lions want to do better than what they've done the last couple of weeks. And, and now they're at home um, against the Stormers. I think, I think altitude might play a, might play a role, yeah. yeah. It's, always, it's always difficult to play in the Eiffel. You know, depending on what what Cash Van Royen and Ricardo and all those guys have in have in mind for the Stormers, yeah. obviously the Stormers, they also a team that likes to run the ball. So um, from that point of view, it, I think it's going to be a nice, attractive game. Um, and I think maybe, just maybe, the last twenty minutes in this specific game will be the decider. Could but, be. Um, you know, we've uh, we're good friends with with the Lions, and maybe only because you're a Lions supporter. <laughs> so just from that side, for your for your sake, I hope they actually do quite well. I actually tried to steer away from that for a bit, but since you mentioned it, yes. Um, Six Nations. Good one. Very good one. Um, Ireland, 29. Wales, 7. Scotland, 20. England, 17. And then the big one, France, uh, 37. Italy, 10. Um, Mark, we called most of these games during the week, um, last week. Ireland beating Wales. Um, you mentioned something that Wales are the current champions, which they are. But still, I think Ireland was just that little bit too good for them. I agree. I think it was a well-rounded performance. Yes. Um, I think the Irish, the Irish definitely came out with a specific game plan, which they yes. stuck to from word go. They did. And they ended well. And, you know, the poor Welsh, except for the... I can call it an intercept try because the guy was standing on the other <laughs> side of the ruck and uh, one of the Irish actually passed uh, him the ball under the uh, poles and he went to score. But having said that, you need to work to get into that position. Yeah. Other than that, there was no, unfortunately, they say there's the luck of the Irish. Yeah. There was no luck for the Welsh. Everything went towards Ireland and well deserved it. Oh, but know, they worked it. And, you know, if, if you look at them, they are, they are well-polished side. They Farrell, their coach, he's also an astute Astute coach, he wants to turn the tables for Good. Ireland. Yes. Yet again, the Six Nations is exactly that. They're building towards the World Cup next year in France. Yes. And um, if you look at that perspective itself, then uh, 
you need to look at Scotland, England, and Italy and France because they're all vying for, for that slot. And I can tell you now, I know we're not talking World Cup yet, the Southern, Southern Hemisphere will have to... Have Are we going to work hard? We're nah, going to France for the the Southern Cup. Hemisphere is going to have to work hard. Well done to Ireland. And, and you know, yes. we did say Wales is the current Six Nation champions. Yes. And uh, sadly for them, if you go on Saturday's performance, they're not going to... They're not no, they're not there. And then Scotland, England, that was a good game to watch. Um, the Scottish worked it properly. Um, and they just got in into England's half and they and they kept on putting pressure and they worked it until they scored. They they were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, look, there's two ways to that. I think that the game is a lot closer because obviously Scotland only won it right at the end um, and that due to a penalty try as well. Um, there's many, many England supporters, even Eddie Jones, that is not happy about the, the penalty try and the yellow card given and... Uh, <laughs> He even made the joke to say he's going to do a Rassi Erasmus video because of that. So well done to our SA Rugby, director of rugby, um, Rassi, that set the tone. Having said that, though, having said that, um, the Scots played well. And they you did. know, England and, and you know, the, the skipper said after the game, they don't fear England anymore. They've now won the Calcutta Cup on consecutive occasions. So they're beating England twice in a row. Um, that's never happened before. But but saying that, Mark, England is not a team that you that you just take on anywhere. Yeah. The, the English side is a very, very well-balanced side and a very good side. And for Scotland to do that, they had to work hard. And they had to work the ball. They had to work the, the gaps. And if you look at that last try that they scored, the, the, the penalty try, they actually worked it in such a way that they forced that penalty try. They, they they got England in sixes and sevens to have the hooker and the prop out at the wing to defend on on two outside backs. And the the hooker, the poor hooker, had no choice but to do what he did. As a, Unfortunate. As a non-coach... You would say that. As a coach, I will disagree with you um, <laughs> because it could cost you. And sadly so, if you go back if you go back last week when the Stormers played the Sharks yes. at the Shark Tank, the Stormers drew that game right at the end because Fussy also knocked the ball on and it yes. was also a yellow card. So there you could argue the point that the Stormers would have scored in any case because they had a two-man overlap. Yeah. A coach doesn't coach that. And ideally... You don't want to be in a situation like that. Um, but it does happen. I mean, we're all human and it might be a reaction or you put your hand out. I mean, sometimes you go for a tackle and it's a knock-on and you get penalised, you know. Yeah. So so it does happen. Um, I just feel... Uh, I feel sorry for the English yeah. in that sense because they actually could have won the game. Yes. But uh, proud, of, proud of Scotland. Uh, we've got a few yes. South Africans playing on that same Scotland side. Uh, you know, we've got a... We've got a Scottish or South African, Scotland forwards coach in Peter de Villiers. Yes. So um, you know there's 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 a lot of history in there. Peter de Villiers himself obviously played for France, but he's a South African, so they know what's going on. And having said that, in this in the same World Cup that we beat England in 2019, Matthew Proudfoot, he's yes. uh, he's the England forwards coach now as well. So. Um, 
you know, to come back to, to what we're talking about with regards to Scotland, they are now up as well. Gregory yes. Townsend is definitely working his wonders at, at, at Scotland. Yes. And uh, I think if it continues like this, they'll obviously build momentum. And their belief will start kicking in. And, I mean, England is one of yeah. your bigger ones. So if they could possibly get past Ireland, then they will be thumbs up. But don't throw France away. No. Talking about France, France, Italy, 37-10. We anticipated that France is going to be way too too good for Italy, but, I mean, the score actually flatters the the Italians. No, no definitely. If you if you looked at the game, your first half was even Stevens. Yeah. Um, it was, it was I, personally, I actually think the Italians have improved tremendously because yes. we know what the French can do. We know how well they've been playing. Um, they beat a few teams last yeah. year. Uh, they beat the All Blacks last year, so yes. they are a quality side. Um, you always measure that now against Italy where you think um, Italy is supposed to be the... the the weaker team yes. out of all the Six Nations sides. They've won less than anyone else. Um, and obviously the French proved too strong, but I think, if anything, Italy could probably take more out of that game than Fabian Galtier of, of For France. Sure. And uh, one thing that did work, we got a South African coach in there as well, in yes. Foxelier. Foxelier. The yeah. kicks were, were quite good, um, accurate, you know, but yet again, to I think I think it's a good draw to start off against Italy just to start eating your straps. But uh, the French can't play like that against England and Ireland no. because they will battle. Even Scotland. Um, then looking at the upcoming games, uh, Wales, Scotland, uh, France, Italy, uh, Ireland, sorry, France, Ireland, and then Italy, England in Italy. Yeah, look, I think the Italy-England one would, uh, obviously, unfortunately for Italy, I think England will be too strong for them. Yes. Having said that, and we didn't talk about this now, England have quite a young side. There's many new faces that yes. have come in or guys that haven't played at international level for that long. Marcus is... Marcus uh, Smith is... Fabulous player. Um, you know, he's, Very he's good a fun. cool head. He, he runs the show. He gets the team on the front foot. He knows he's good decision-making. You know, he knows when to put it on, on the foot. He knows when to let the ball go. So all round, I think Eddie Jones is, is doing the right thing there. Yet again, there's a lot of critics out for him um, because obviously the England nation is like South Africa. We want to produce the goods. Um, so, so that is. But I think the, the game of the weekend would probably be the island game. Um, Island-France. Yeah, because those are the two teams. Yes. Um, that that will in all probability between them be there and thereabout. So um yeah, Wales Wales and them will, will do well, but I think Ireland Ireland France is gonna be the, the game to watch this weekend. And you know, because we have connections in in the French <laughs> setup, I actually hope for them they do well. Because we know what the French can do. Um if they the right team climbs off the bus. They can beat any team in the world at any given day. So, um, good and, luck then, to them. and then Scotland going to Wales. Um, Scotty's coming out of the game against England. Um, the winners um, tails up, and Wales with a with a bad loss against Ireland. Definitely, I think I think the Scots the Scots would definitely be with their tails up because 
they want to they want to be better than they were last yes. weekend. Uh, they would back themselves obviously because they played against against England, and I think I don't know what the pundits had to say, especially especially in in the northern hemisphere. But I think England would probably have been the team to to get the tick to win that game. Yes. So, um, but with the Scots beating England and them playing Wales, um, and Wales doing so badly, I think they would they would honestly think that they could beat Wales. Yes. Having said that, no international side likes to have two bad games in a row, and the Welsh would definitely have done their homework because yes. they would have looked at certain aspects. Because obviously Scotland didn't beat England well; that happened yeah. right at the end, and I think um, the Welsh would be up up to that one as well. But May the, may the backpipes help these guys and win. Well, let's back them purely because definitely. of all the South Africans yeah, in no, that definitely. side. Mark, that then concludes the, the talks about, about rugby. What we do want to talk about now is um, our contact details. Please, if you want to contact us, look at our contact details um, in, in the video description um, all the details are there the website the telephone numbers it's all there and then if you want to get involved in in touchline um, telling us what you what you want to hear telling us what you want us to talk about and then also if you if you want to get or sponsor us in any which way the details are there please get in contact with us um, it's also our social media Facebook um, Instagram um, and then subscribe to Touchline by Chat Sapphire. Yeah, and then just a reminder, don't forget about the raffle. Yes. If we can get this this out to to one of our followers or viewers, it would be great. Um, I'd sooner let you win this thing than give it to Casper. So <laughs> please be so kind and take right. it off our hands. Yeah, please don't let Mark get it. <laughs> Mark. Thank you very much once again for chatting some rugby. Um, always a pleasure talking to you and listening to your, your views. I know you always want to disagree with me, but it's fine. At least there's something to talk about. Yeah, guys, thanks. Uh, just to the viewers, um, thank you for all your support over the last two seasons, um, 75 episodes today. It's, a, it's an awesome landmark. It is. Um, you know, for us to, to continue and to launch today going live is solely because of the followers out there. And, and we, we urge you guys to, to get involved. Let us know what you want to listen to, the competitions that are going to happen, and maybe something that you want to change. Maybe maybe come up with a few yeah. suggestions and we'll take it to to our astute owners and uh, discuss whatever they might, might want to do or not. But we are not here for ourselves. We are here for the public. We are yes. here for you. Um, and also just remember that all our views are of our own opinion. It's got nothing yes. to do with, with Chat Sapphire or anyone else. So if anything goes wrong and you want to know where Cus stays, just make contact with me and I'll let you know. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. <laughs> uh, I love staying under the bus. <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning in to Touchline by Chat Sapphire. Mark, thank you very much. Thanks, Cus. See you next week. See you next week. Have a great rugby week. Bye-bye.